You're listening to a BGE podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Blind Grilling Experience. My name is Chris Peltz. I am the most interesting griller in the world. We got John Grimes joining us today as well. John, how you doing, man? Howdy, Chris. Doing tremendous. Yeah. How are you today? Oh, yeah, man. I'm I'm hanging in there like a hair in a biscuit, brother. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Yikes. Yeah, man, it's it's going great, man. Uh, I just got back from a fishing trip, did some trout fishing uh, down on Lake Taney Como and uh, in Branson, and then over in uh, Roaring River State Park in Southwest Missouri, and caught lots of trout, dude. It was so much fun. It was one of our best fishing trips on Lake Taney Como, anyway. That uh, my brother-in-law and I've been on. It was it was cool. It was it was a lot of fun, but it was cold. We had this cold snap that we were waking up in the morning at 22 degrees. Whoa. Yeah. Now, just to set the record here, this is still October where you are, right? Yeah, are that's right. Month? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sure enough, man. It, it you know, like uh, last last Friday, that, you know, the, this went through with us last week, was like in the 70s, um, and it was 80 degrees on a Sunday, and then the high Monday was... 50 and the high Tuesday was 40 and then we get to Wednesday and it's like um you know in the 40s still but we we were you know a couple of nights we were down in the 20s hard freeze hard freezes yeah now where you know. is this about it's southwest Missouri wow okay yeah yeah man and then guess what the, the following couple of days in the 70s the 70s and 80 yeah. All right. <laughs> we got the that Friday. It was sense. eighty yeah. degrees. So yeah, man, it's it's a huge swing in temperatures. You know, uh, I hope it's not like that. I, I I'd rather just get go through a cold snap and then be done with it. Uh, this whole back and forth, though, yeah, I, I'm not a big fan. Yeah. yeah so, but it was fun. It was cold out on that water, man. That was, you know, taking a boat ride when it's <laughs> freezing. <All> right, yeah. <laughs> So now what'd you what'd you do with all that trout? Oh man. Well, you know what? This time around we uh we did a lot of catch and release. So um but uh but it was all good. It was it was just a lot of fun. So next time around though, I told him I said next time I'm I'm gonna do my best to keep them because um I got some experimenting to do with smoke trout. So I'm gonna I'm gonna see what happens with that. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh yeah, it was fun. We, I, you know, uh, you know, there's a limit anyway of four a day, and uh, I, I definitely caught, you know, two or three times my limit. Um, my brother-in-law did pretty good as well. So, mm. lots of fun, lots of fun. So it was different because we um, Monday we actually we actually hired a guide which we'd never done. So we had this guide, and uh, he wants to fish with floats. And, you know, because of where we're going the with this, you know, just the with temperatures, the water, the, just all kinds of things that like we need to use. If we're going to catch any, we've got to use floats. I'm like, all right, but <laughs> I can't see the float. He's like, I'll, I'll got you. Don't worry about that. Now, what's a float? Is that like a bobber? Yeah, bobber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 all right. yeah. And so uh, he would tell me when the bobber, you, you go down, you know, it's like, get him, you know. 
I'll be setting the hook and oh man, it was fun. It, we we made a good team. So he he was he was good at what he was doing, that's for sure. So Well, they should be. That's what those guys are supposed to do, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So so yeah, man, it was it was it, it was definitely fun. So I've been fishing with a guide uh here in Texas on Lake Texoma. We went several years ago, my dad and my brother, and we were we were fishing for striper. Oh yeah. Had, yeah. Striper. Sure. Yeah. And man, I tell you what, we caught more fish that day than I have ever caught in my life and probably in my life ever really, <laughs> but for sure within a, I mean like we were out there for an hour and a half maybe. Yeah. And within the first, like, I don't know, 30 minutes, we'd caught our limit. Oh wow. For the day. And, uh, it was like, what are we going to do now? Kind of thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> We started getting a little picky about what we were going to keep kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, that was, a that was a pretty fun experience using the guide. Cause I mean, yeah. he could tell you where, I mean, he knew where they were. Right. Yeah. That's a big, right. big lake. Yeah. And he knew the, based on where the uh, birds were and other, I don't know what else, but you know, he's like, here, drop where he, we'd have them in the water for like two minutes and we didn't catch anything. He's like, all right, pull them in. We're going. Yeah. yeah that's and right. And he'd move us like, you know, a couple hundred yards and bam, put them in and they're biting. It's, yeah. It's crazy. So. Yeah. It's, it's cool. It's cool. It's, it's pretty good eating striper. That's uh, yeah. That was pretty good too. Right. Oh, I bet. Yeah, man. Yeah. It, it is fun. I, I, I love getting out and uh, fishing and, and, you know, now it's, of course now it's getting cold. Everybody's focused on hunting season and everything too. So, uh, we'll see. My father-in-law called me and said he had a bunch of deer coming up in his yard and he's got several acres. And so he's like, you need to come thin them out. I was like, well, I might just have to do that. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, what, what have you been cooking lately? Uh, well, I, the standards for me, which are brats and hamburgers, but the last couple of weekends we've been cooking steaks. Uh, picked up a few, uh, New York strips. Yeah. Uh, probably about six of them in the last couple of weeks. Okay. Yeah. That's good eating. Man, that's real good eating. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty good. I, you know, it's not, uh, I'm kind of a filet guy. Yeah, filet is definitely my favorite. That's, no doubt. that's definitely the, you know, the Cadillac, I guess, uh, as yeah. it were. If you're, I'm into just kind of lean, lean steaks. Uh, ribeyes are good, but there's, you know, the thing about ribeye is there's fat throughout yes. at least there's usually like a, a bigger section of it in the middle and that's okay and and i like ribeye but at least with the uh, strip the fat's all on one side and it, i just find it a little easier to cook that way mm -hmm. and so i kind of got a little technique for it and i think it works pretty well and they come out pretty much medium rare each time and yeah there usually isn't much left yeah. when we're when we're done. So <laughs> that's that all good sign. Believe it at least uh, at least some some something something right. Yeah, yeah, man. I tell you what, I there's this place here in town selling ribeyes that they have gotten in, and I, I don't even remember the brand, the name of the company, but I think it's up near St. Louis, and it may be the folks that own Blues Hog that are doing it. They've gotten into these these Wagyu Kobe Wagyu beef um, mm -hmm. mixes. Yeah. Right with Angus, I think, and they're selling ribeyes for like eighty-five to ninety-five dollars a piece. Mm, man, that is that is. Yeah. <laughs> 
But they, they're they're all talking about how they, they are the best ribeyes they've ever had. I mean, everyone that's getting them and they're they're selling them. I mean, that's <laughs> it's crazy to say there's they're that they they're on sale for this, but the fact that people are buying them, and uh, I I I just now, can't. did you say they're mixing. They're mixing wagyu. They breed with wagyu Angus? with Angus. Yeah, really. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not aware of that. Not, yeah. not that I would be, but that that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So they're there's they're uh, they're mixing yeah wagyu with uh, with other Have you other had one breeds. No, like that? no, no. Oh. I haven't. I dude, there's no way. I mean, we're their their briskets are like almost twenty dollars a pound for oh. these. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this is. It's crazy. So these guys are using these for competitions. I mean, they're supposed to be very flavorful. The marbling is supposed to be just crazy. And and I'm talking to guys who have ordered this Kobe beef from Japan, where it's pure Kobe, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, not not a, an Americanized Wagyu, you know, half breed right. or something. Yeah. I mean, pure Kobe with uh, olive, only fed olives its entire life. Uh, just so tender that if you try to bring it to room temperature, it literally melts. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, and it's just awesome, full of awesome flavor. And they're eating these steaks and saying that it's even better. And, and we're talking on those those Japan Kobe. I mean, they're they're over a hundred dollars a pound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, so they're they're even more expensive, and and yet. You know, these guys are saying that these these will beat it. I'm like, wow, that's interesting. <laughs> it is, yeah. I'll um, yeah, I'll buy my uh, uh, my whole beef tenderloin for. Uh, we've had them on sale here for twelve dollars a pound here lately. Yeah. Whole beef tenderloin. So, yeah. uh, I, I I can do with that. I like that beef flavor, man. Yeah, I love the I like the fillet. I'm with you, man. Fillet's probably my go-to. Yeah, that's morning. that's where it's at. But yeah. I, I, you know, ribeye's good, but and, and I think strip's good. It, it, but it, it comes down to a lot of cost there. And yeah. I yeah. get my, a lot of that I get at uh, Costco. And the, I find the selection of ribeyes and, unless you're buying the whole tenderloin at Costco, it's, it's kind of, it's tough to find. They have pre-cut. Fillets, uh, fillets, but yeah. they're they'll be like four or five together, and they're all different sizes. <laughs> and it's like I don't like I, I I like cooking things that are about the same size because they cook about the same you know time or whatever. Right. And um, so I just don't like buying the fillets there, but they they are pretty pretty well priced. Um, and I think the whole th- I've never I need to get a whole tenderloin. Oh and yeah, do the, do the whole thing. Oh yeah, it's worth it. <clears throat> yeah, I just it's worth I just it. feel like I'm gonna. I get kind of nervous about that because I'm I'm buying you know it's it's at least a hundred bucks I think, and like it's one piece of meat that I'm like man I'm, if I mess this up I just well including dinner being messed up um, I just blew a hundred you know hundred twenty bucks and I don't know if I'm ready to experiment with that although I just need to do it. Yeah, it, you know what? You'd be surprised what you can do with a select. And a lot of people thinking, "Oh, I got to get prime, or I have to get choice." And generally, I would agree with that. But I'm gonna tell you, when it comes to the fillets, um, I get a select, and I used to get them for nine dollars a pound before all these beef prices went crazy. Like I said, they got them on sale right now for twelve dollars a pound, and they're only you know three pound. You know, whole, okay. whole, yeah. Um, so, 
so that's that's not too bad. Even if it was fifteen, I mean, you know, you're talking forty five bucks, you know, for a okay. three pound, yeah. um, you know, and so, uh, so it's yeah. But man, they turn out great. Just cook them whole. They, you know, uh, I, I think they're amazing. Yeah. Even the ends, you just cook everything. Want yeah, just cook thing? it all. Yeah, just do the whole thing. Just keep track of the center. And what you can do is you, if you cook it to medium rare, uh, and then you know if you you could slice it and sear it off if you wanted to, and then with the ends, what you can do is cut those up and slice them and use those for either fajitas, quesadillas, tacos. Um, you know, uh, sandwiches, just different things that even if you wanted to cook it a little bit more in a skillet or something, you're not going to overcook it because, you know, you've cooked it to medium rare to begin with. So it still keeps that tenderness. And um, so then you can heat it up, you know, and, and cook it into something else. All right, yeah, well, we got the holiday, holiday seasons coming up here. So maybe I'll, yeah, maybe I'll indulge this year and get crazy, cook a beef tenderloin. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. You'll love it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, it's awesome, man. And then you can, uh, you know, slice it to the thickness you want, mm-hmm. you know, you yeah. can get them all uniform. Be your own butcher. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and you can do that before or after the cook, but I, I just cook it all at once, just cook it whole and then slice it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can slice it thin and serve a lot of people. It's mm-hmm. yeah. pretty neat. So, uh, but not only did I come across those ribeyes here recently that were just crazy. Oh, I can't wait to try one. Then now, real quick before I move on on that on those ribeyes, you you know the um, the there's a SCA steak competition cookoff uh, association that yeah you know, these guys are doing these steak competitions all over the world right and all over the U S especially uh, and. The, you know they're they're getting these high end ribeye steaks for these competitions, so I think that's that's really the focus of a lot of this. Um, these guys are buying these for these competitions, and you know in these competitions you can make a lot of money, so they're willing to spend the money to make money. Um, but uh, yeah, I, every once in a while, you maybe if somebody had the idea they wanted to splurge, I, although you you know one. <laughs> One ribeye, you know, for you know, basically ninety bucks. Mm, man, it it better taste good. That must be that. some good eating, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's gotta be, gotta be. Uh, but uh, but anyway, I, while I was while I was checking that out, uh, something else caught my attention. And you know, you and I, we use torches to light our grills, and we've talked about this before. I got to thinking about it. You know, I think we've talked about the torch. That's probably one of our number one accessories. Oh, it is. I mean, besides the flame boss, yeah, it is number one. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, how long have you? You know how long you've had your your torch? You've got a JJ George grill torch. I do. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I've probably had mine for about three years. I would guess. Yeah. Okay. And and just real quick, uh, Kickash Basket. Last I knew, sells them on their website. I know you can go on all the other big stores and other places that sell them, but JJ George, uh, grill torch. And you know, um, what, what'd you, what, 35 bucks? I think they're, yeah, between 30 and 40 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And so you've but, had yours you know, for three like years. The cost of everything's increasing. So yeah, you know, I know. But it, <laughs> exactly. it should be between 30 yeah. and 40 bucks. Right. Right. And it, it is the best 30 to $40 I spent that I've spent on any grilling accessory that I have. Cause I use it 
every time. I mean, yeah. I use other things every time too, like gloves and stuff too, but there's just something about firing up a uh, blowtorch <laughs> that is very, very manly. And you, I mean, it just, it, uh, a one pound propane bottle just screws on to the torch yes. itself. Yeah. And, and you know, it's awesome. And, and in three years, what else have you used to light your grill? Nothing. Nothing, yeah. I was using a... Um, starter uh, stick? or The starter sticks that I got from you. Um, and then I started getting the big green egg ones, the little uh, Cubes, uh, square ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And those were okay. I mean, they, they did what they were supposed to do, but they took a long time. Mm -hmm. But I was, and I was lighting those with um, a, uh, like a, you know, a lighter, a stick lighter. Like yeah. A, like a light, like a candle or stick Can, lighter. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the, what, what, I don't, I don't remember how I found out about the, the grill torch, but the one, ha what happened was I, I, my lighter stopped working and, I had that starter cube thing and I wasn't sure how I was, I was like, how am I going to light this? Cause I was, I, it, of course it fails when I'm, you know, grilling, right. Not a week before or a day before. So I, I can be prepared for it. Yeah, so yeah, I'm right. ready to cook. The meat's <laughs> ready, but the, yeah. I can't light it. I'm like, so I, <laughs> I took one of those uh, grilling square or the starter cube things. And I, I grabbed my tongs. And I put it at the end of my tongs. I went inside. I have a gas grill, uh, you know, kitchen countertop stove grill. Stove top, yeah. Yeah, and turned it on full blast and held the starter stick underneath there until I could get a flame on it, turned off the thing, walked through my house without, you know, <laughs> tripping or uh, getting a curtain or something. Yeah, right. Flame I'm carrying through my house. Yeah. Took it out to the backyard and then oh, tried to man. bury it into the charcoal. So that was, in addition to being unsafe, yeah, yeah. And unwise. You think? <laughs> um, so I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta do something else. We got, <laughs> I, I need to have a bunch of these lighters stashed around the house mm -hmm. or something. So I started looking around and like I found the torch. And I was like, that's pretty cool. And then I, yeah, I have never looked back. Yeah, yeah. And that's although awesome. they cost forty dollars, roughly, at most. Um, you know, it, it requires essentially no maintenance in three right. years. I just have to buy the propane tanks and I can't really tell you how long they last, but they last months for sure. Like, yeah, I guess it, it depends on the usage, but, um, I usually buy two at a time. So I always have a backup and like maybe once or twice a year, max, I have to buy the little one gallon propane tanks, but yeah. I am never going back. The torch yeah. is the way to go. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is cool. Well, they there's somebody who's wanting to take it up a notch just a little bit. And well, this sounds it, intriguing. It, it's the Grill Blazer, right? This company that I, I came across uh, today at a, at a place who had a demo of this Grill Blazer grill gun that can connect to a one-gallon propane tank, or you can get an adapter that connects it to a 20 gallon tank. And it is like a gun. It is like a, like a long gun or they have the sous vide version, which is a little shorter. So like a pistol. And so it's got the handle with the trigger 
and um, it it's it, it, it was cool. I, I got to admit, pretty, that sounds really cool. It, it was really cool. It was awesome to feel, you know, to light it, and you know, you still had the knob on the top. You turn to get the the fuel going, and then but then you know you you got the trigger that you pull to get it lit. Uh, instead of a little push button like on the JJ George up towards the front, on top, you know, you you're holding it like a like a trigger, like a like a um, uh, like a gun, and like a pistol grip, and then you pull the trigger, gets it lit, and then on the grip itself, it's got another little uh, kind of like a not really a trigger, but you 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 can push it down to increase the flame, right, to get a little mm-hmm. extra blowing going and. Um, so that was really, it was really cool. It was awesome. It felt just, it felt so much cooler than the torches we use. I'll, I'll give the, it and, that. and I will say that the torch we use feels cool. Like yeah. it's already cool, but you're it saying is. this is even better than that. It, yes. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> That's yes, hard it is. to believe because I know, it. you know, walking around with a blowing a flame and you know, oh, I mean, yeah. you're already grilling, so it's already like manly, and you know you're pounding your chest, and That's you <laughs> pop the flame. But now you're saying it's almost like you pull it out of a holster out of the side, and you kind of twirl it around. You feel like a, you know, like maybe you're in a western or something, and and you yeah. torch it. Right? That's right, exactly. Oh man, it is. It is exactly like that. It is so cool. And here's the problem. There isn't there always a problem. There's always a catch. I guess that's they say. It's like 180 bucks. Mm, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It it's expensive. It, it it is well built. I mean, just the quality. I mean, feeling it. I mean, it, it's heavy duty, right? It's not. I mean, you don't need, you know, the Hulk to carry it for you or anything like that. But it's much more substantial in the hands for sure. But with the way it's designed, with the pistol grip, it's just cool. I, <laughs> it's got a cool factor all about it, man. It is, it is pretty neat. I don't know about one hundred eighty dollars, cool. But there's going to be some folks that I know when they get it in their hands, they're going to be. Like, I've got. In fact, that was me. Yeah, I've got one of those. <laughs> So, so in case anybody, any of your family's listening yeah. or any nearby people, anyone has some gift ideas. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which we're going to have to consider this. That's right. Blazer, huh? Yeah. We're going to have to do one of those uh, gift ideas when Christmas gets a little bit closer. Oh, uh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Too. Or, you know, what might even be better than that is you get the grill blazer guys to, uh, they should be sponsoring this podcast. This is all about grilling. <laughs> hey, that's right. Yeah, man. And, they can send me. How does the grilling start? Grilling yeah. starts with the, with the torch. So that's right. Yeah, man, it it's it's cool. It it was it got my attention. I'll give it that. That's for sure. So it was it was pretty sweet. Um, so that sounds I, cool. Yeah, yeah, super cool. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, so folks can can check that out. But uh, it, it's hard to beat that JJ George grill torch that we're using, especially when it comes to you know thirty five bucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's you just know. so simple. It and is very I, simple. I really, when you think about the cost, you know, I'm not sure about one hundred and eighty, but at the JJ George level, I don't know how much those starter cubes cost. Um, I, you can go through a lot, lot. You go of, through all those, and yeah. I don't think you're really ahead. I mean, it's okay if you want to use those, of course, but you know, I don't. It's it's. I wouldn't not use the torch because it's more expensive. I think it's probably a very similar cost, mm-hmm. just in a different. You know, just in a. But you're, you're buying propane. 
uh, instead of the starter cubes. But I have I've got two of them left over. They're probably not any good anymore. I've got them just in my in my out there with my grill. The cubes or starter case, yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. case I, you know, in case something crazy happens and I need yeah. to go back to those, but they're probably all dried out and yeah, uh, who knows? Whatever yeah. by now, because I haven't used them in three years. But man, I have not. Nothing has lit in, lit my grill since I got the torch. Besides the torch, it yeah. has only been the torch. <laughs> that's cool, and they're awesome. I mean, yeah, like you said, man, that's 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 just the way to do it, right? If you're a man, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Once you go torch, you can't go Need back. Need to go back. Yeah, that's right. Make it run. But. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, you know, I mentioned uh, maybe doing a uh, uh, gift idea episode um, here coming up because folks are going to, you know, especially Black Friday deals are going to be starting and happening. Some folks already got some Black Friday deals going on for, for grilling accessories that's and crazy. grills and stuff. Isn't it, though? It is crazy. Um, somebody's interested in a pellet grill. I know there's some pellet companies that, uh, Green Mountain Grill, for example, they're, they're already releasing Black Friday deals with, um, you know, 50, 100 or $150 off, depending on the grill. Now, do so, they make the, um, what do they make? What are their, is Davy Crockett one of theirs? That, that used to, they've changed it. And so now they, they've, uh, because they had the Daniel Boone, the, the Davy Crockett and the Jim Bowie. So th- those were the three that they had. Well, they've changed them now to the Trek, the Ledge, and the Peak. So kind of mountain okay. theme rather than the main. Because they went nas- th- their explanation is they went national. Hopefully that's true. It's not that they went woke and yeah. um, started just getting rid of all the, you know, n- these older national treasure men like Davy Crockett and getting rid of that. Right. But um because they did it at the same time, people were wanting to tear down George Washington statues and all that other nonsense. But um, but yeah, they've they've gone to the the ledge, the um, the trek, the ledge, and the peak. Uh, trek is and, the smallest one. Yeah. So I think my brother's been trying to talk me into getting one of those, and um, I think he's got the middle one. Yeah. So probably the Davy Crockett. Um, is what he's got. Uh, well, I can't remember the small when it was those names. So, uh, the Jim but Bowie my, was the my, biggest one. His brother, or I'm sorry, his father-in-law has the small one. Yeah, and he got my 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 dad um the small one for his birthday or something a couple of years ago. They're not that expensive. I I think they were maybe. Three or four hundred bucks. Yeah, they've gone. Does that out. sound about right? <laughs> yeah. Well, for the smallest one, probably four fifty or so. Um, now, of course, it depends. I mean, they've everything's going up, right? Everything's going up in price. Now they've got Wi-Fi, um, and you know, uh, if you want the cart for the smallest one, yeah. the the, yeah. the Trek, you got to get the cart extra because it's a tabletop or a um, tailgate version. Of those. That's what he's got is the tailgate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that'd be the the equivalent of the tr- of the now Trek uh, model, but um, but they're cool. I mean, they they do a lot. They're you know the Green Mountain Grills are are awesome. I've cooked on them. Um, in fact, maybe cooking on one coming up. Uh, I got a little competition I'm going to be doing uh, here in town and uh, maybe using uh, a Green Mountain Grill pellet grill. So um, along with an egg. So we'll see. But uh, they, yeah, they work. They're, they're pretty good. Um, 
you know, there, there's other brands to check out. I don't know about the accessibility on the Wi-Fi, uh, so that's something I need to look into a little bit more. But uh, as far as just working, they they do that. They do that, and and they if there anything ever does go wrong, they they usually take care of take care of it pretty easily. So uh, they got great customer service from my experience. So, um, but uh, but hey, before we get into all of that. <laughs> Which we've already done. People are getting ready for Thanksgiving. Yes, it uh, tis the season. Yeah. yeah, and you know what that means. Oh, well, it could mean a few things, but maybe turkey? Turkey, yeah. Yeah, man. And turkey on the on the grill, on the egg, and the smoker? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, man. That's, is uh, that what you normally do? do you have it a is. Normal? I, you know, I, I so our normal is a smoked turkey and a deep fried turkey. Oh, wow. We do both. Um, I'm not sure this year (laughs) what we're going to do because I don't know who's going to be where because, you know, we're empty nesters now. So, um, and a lot of times with the kids and their jobs, it's, it's harder to get away, uh, for them. And, uh, sometimes I just don't want to travel, especially for the holidays. (laughs) So we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, I'm at least going to smoke a turkey this year. I probably won't deep fry if, if especially if we don't have a lot of folks coming over. But, um, but I'm definitely going to smoke uh, a a whole turkey on the egg. Always do that because that's that's got to be my favorite. I mean, I I went through a phase where I thought deep frying was gonna was my favorite, and and I think I know why for a little while is because. I I got into a groove with smoking on the egg with my turkeys and not only was deep frying kind of new, um, but I, I was taking more time and effort with things like injections and things like that, but for the deep frying and I wasn't putting all the effort into the smoked turkey. I was just really relying on the, on the smoke. I wasn't brining. I wasn't injecting anything that I did on the egg. But then I don't know why I, I just I just didn't think of it. And then I thought, well, why don't I inject you know, a turkey that I'm going to put on the egg? And then in a couple of years I did brining as well. And once I did that and side by side, deep fried and and on the egg, I'll go with on the egg all the time. Mm, okay. Yeah. And that and you you inject and brine? What one or the other? I don't do both. Okay. Um, and I'm actually a fan of injection rather than brining. Uh, brining is great. Uh, it, it works. There's a couple of things that I would caution people uh, about brining. And, uh, you know, you can buy these kits. You can buy, you know, the brining buckets. They, they all work great. I recommend having them if you're going to brine. Um, usually what happens, though, and this is something I think we talked about during the last season of the podcast for uh, for doing turkeys, but a lot of folks, when they brine a turkey, it always comes out too salty. And usually the problem is they bought a frozen turkey, and when you buy a frozen turkey, they are already in a saltwater brine. Uh, you know, they've injected it with a saltwater solution so that when they flash freeze it, that it, it plumps it up because they've injected it with this saltwater solution that plumps it up. It makes it look big and whole. And so when you thaw it out, there's not only all that liquid and juice in there, but it, it basically 
you know, not shrinks, but it it uh, doesn't take up as much space, right? Interesting. I did not know that. And so it's already salted because of the brine, the the salt water injection that they put those in those turkeys for when they freeze them. Mm. And so a lot of folks take the brines then, and they're very salty. Or they make their own brine and they add, you know, and they follow these directions and they're adding a bunch of salt. And then they cook their birds and like, man, it was great. It was juicy, but it was just so salty. And 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 that's why. That's why they turn out so salty. So if you're using a frozen turkey, cut back immensely on the salt of your brine. Um, and, you know, if you make your own brine, don't use much salt because it's already got the salt in the turkey. Now, if you buy a fresh bird, that's when you're buying these brines that have a lot of salt or you follow the directions with a lot of salt uh, with your with your fresh turkeys. Um, then, you know, they don't have the, the salt water solution injected in it. Uh, and so you can use the salt like, uh, you know, that the recipes call for or the brining so solutions that you buy already have in it. Hmm. Okay. That's a good tip. I didn't know that. So, uh, but brining is great. You can get a lot of flavor in your bird, you know, brining it for 24 hours overnight. Um, and, uh, uh, before cooking. So that, that's awesome. I, it, it is a great, great way. Uh, the one time I've cooked a turkey on my own, we, we brined it. Yeah. And I'm trying to think whether it was frozen before. I don't think it was. It it was good. It turned out great. It wasn't too salty. Yeah. So it must not have been frozen. Well, but, that or uh, the brine that you used wasn't. Okay. You know, didn't have yeah. much salt. You know that. You know, some sometimes the, depending on where you get it or what. You know, if you have a brand that you're using, just pay attention. You know, for folks uh, on on the salt content of it, just be careful with that. Um, but uh, I'm. And that, like I said, that works great. That's all well and good. But I'm a really big fan of the injections, um, and just you know, I've got a nice injector, and I I just um, you know buy uh, actually at the Bass Pro they've got this really good honey barbecue, um, like a mesquite honey barbecue injection that I usually try to pick up every year. Um, I, I don't remember if it is Uncle Buck's brand. It may be, which is like a Bass Pro, Bass Pro, um, uh, you know, brand, their mm -hmm. own brand. Uh, but it's good. It, it's it's really good. And uh, I, I'll inject our turkeys with that and let them set overnight. Kind of like, um, you know, we did the uh, the chicken episode a few weeks back and talking about getting crispy skin. You know, that's that's something that sometimes it's hard to do when you're brining a turkey. Um, but, you know, you want to make sure you pat everything dry if you've brined it or if you're injecting it and then let it set out in the in your fridge uncovered overnight and help that'll help dry out that skin. Um, and, of course, you know, there's some other tricks for crispy skinning as well. So Sounds good, yeah. Yeah, man. They, they're awesome, man. I, I love it. I love it. Um, and there's all kinds of choices when you get to like the injections, they've got the garlic butter and, and even if it's for, you know, if you go to the fry, the turkey frying section, you know, for the deep fryers and stuff, the, those injections work great even for smoking turkeys, right? So you, if you're not brining, you want to inject, 
You can inject with the same stuff that folks are using for deep frying the turkeys if you want, but you can just smoke it even though you've you know just inject it the day before, let it set overnight in the fridge, and um, get that. You're, you're basically brining in one sense. Um, you're just kind of doing it just internally. Now, what kind of wood do you use when you smoke your turkey? You know what? That... <sighs> There's a few things that I like, you know, I, I like pecan. It's almost like a hickory, but a little bit milder. Uh, I think pecan works really well, but alder is probably one of my favorites for any type of poultry. Uh, pecan is great. And alder is probably one of my second, um, uh, second choice. So I, and I actually, alder is probably my first choice. Um, and so I'll, I'll go with alder when it comes to smoking the turkeys. Is that pretty regularly available, alder? It is up here. Yeah, it is up here. Um, And and if you can't find it, if you got an egg dealer close by, they actually sell egg brand. uh, Big Green Egg Brand has a a wood plank that you can get alder planks. Mm -hmm. And you can just cut those up uh, or break them and throw them Mm -hmm. down in the fire and and use the alder plank. Um, You know, if you really want to get that all, you know, try that alder out. If you can't find it um, in the chunks... Uh, you might be able to find it uh, on the the wood planks. Certain brands carry those. So, yeah, there it, it's good. I, I think alder is probably one of my favorite for for poultry and fish, uh, salmon and stuff like that. Um, but but yeah, for turkeys, I definitely will um, will use the alder. But pecan is good too. Pecan definitely you know works great, and it's a little bit milder. Like I said, a lot of folks. You know, uh, I hear more and more people today talk about they, they got to be careful with the, the smokiness, you know, whether it's like an acid reflux or something else that just kind of their stomach doesn't like it or their taste buds. They want a milder smoke, and, and I think that works. The pecan and the uh, the alder works for that. So, um, but other than that, uh, my other, my I guess, you know, my tips would be, Duck fat spray, right? So Always, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So spray it down with your duck fat for everything, including <laughs> like your, your door hinges and <laughs> anything you're gonna lick, right? <laughs> yeah, your fingertips, right? right? Yep. So definitely spray down with your duck fat spray, uh, and then um, you know get a good seasoning that kind of pairs well with your injection. You know, season up that skin and then get up underneath that skin. You know, still use a good seasoning um, on on your birds and get up underneath the skin, get the seasoning down underneath that. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you know, um, I think it was Malcolm Reed. Everyone's familiar with him. I think it's in the barbecue uh, with um, the Killer Hogs barbecue oh, yeah. team. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, they, um, you know, I remember a video years ago. He was talking about crispy skin and uh, he actually would use cooking spray and just spray the skin of the, of the turkey with cooking spray, uh, which makes sense. I mean, it's, you know, people base with butter, and a lot of times that's, I mean, that's, you know, I, mm-hmm. I think butter works great. But, yeah, some folks will grab cooking spray. Um, I like the duck fat spray. Um, kind of does the same thing. It works It works awesome. So mm. you plan okay. on smoking a turkey? Well, I think I might. I've got some in-laws coming in for a pre-Thanksgiving situation, and I thought it might be a good idea since we likely won't see them at Thanksgiving that maybe we would 
try uh, to cook a turkey while they were here. Yeah. And I thought that it would be good to do that on the egg. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, can't go wrong, man. I can't guarantee that's going to happen, but I'm, I'm thinking, at least at the time of this recording, that uh, I have enough time to prepare for that and and get it done. So, um, yeah, it'll be the first time I've done that. So we'll see how that works. Yeah, yeah. And, I, you know, I'll tell you, a lot of folks like, the you know, they do the low and slow, and, and you and I have talked about this a lot um, on the podcast, and we usually go a little hotter and faster <laughs> with a lot of things. Sure. And I think turkey's the same way. I, I actually will do it at 350 and, you know, three hours. And so I'm not doing an overnight. I'm not doing a six-hour cook or anything like that, nothing crazy. Um, and you still get plenty of smoke flavor and you really get that crispy skin and it, it's still juicy. Of course, on the egg, just about everything's going to be juicy unless you just you burn it to a crisp. But, um, uh, yeah, I do 350 indirect and, you know, I'll even set a pan underneath it to get those drippings to make the turkey gravy. Um, and it, it's, yeah, it's amazing. Even I'll even put a, a sometimes I'll, instead of a pan to catch drippings, I'll just put a pan of, uh, dressing underneath it mm-hmm. and yeah. let it drip into that. And that works out well too. And do you, you, I guess you don't ever have to cover it. Um, is there's, is there, yeah, like, you really oftentimes don't. Oftentimes in the oven, like I know my mom would, would tent the, it. Would, yeah. To cover it to, yeah. to keep the heat from the top, you know, overcooking top, but that's not happening in an egg. So. Right. Yeah. yeah you probably don't need to do and, that. In you know, egg, and there, right? and I've, I've seen that done different ways. I've seen people in the oven in case some folks are like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm going to cook it in the oven. Cause that's a lot of, you know, a lot of times that ends up happening for one reason or another. And I know a lot of folks, in fact, my mom for years did the same thing at the end, she'd cover it. But then, you know, the last several years that I remember her cooking turkey, I remember she would tint it, cover it basically first for the first half of the cook. And that would be getting the meat. And then she would remove it and crisp up the skin on the second half of the cook. Okay. Um, And, you know, and, butter it and do all the wonderful, amazing things that moms yes, do yes, moms with turkeys. Do that very well. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but uh, yeah, she, she actually had covered it uh, the first half and then removed it and, uh, and crisped up the skin uh, at the end. And that worked awesome. Um, but so you, you know, probably on the egg, you could do it both ways, but now I don't wrap. I don't, I don't wrap. Um, Sometimes I will put it on, you know, you get one of those rib racks um, that are almost like a U shape rather than a V shape. Um, and uh, you turn it upside down. So it's like a U, right? You know, rib rack, usually it's when it's, it's for ribs, it's it's like a dome kind of yeah. shape uh-huh. going up. Well, you turn it upside down. So it's like a U shape and you can set your bird in that. Um, and... Uh, and of course, sometimes that, then I used to, that's when I would set it in a drip pan as well and catch all those drippings from, you know, from it also. Um, but you know, sometimes that works well, but I've gotten where I just set it on the rack. One thing I I've done once and I don't bother doing anymore, although I think it did make a difference. It cooked faster and that's spatchcock. And have you ever mm-hmm. done spatchcock on chicken or chicken? Tur- yes. Chicken. 
Yeah. So turkeys, you can do it as well. And it, it it's awesome. It does great. Um, I, I just, I just don't take the time to do it. it. Does take a lot of time and there's a lot of cleanup. Yeah. 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 And, and I know a lot of folks, if you do it a lot, you get really good at it and it's awesome. You can cut that, that backbone out. And that's what spatchcock is. You cut the backbone out, kind of opens up the bird and it almost will lay flat on your grill surface. For those who, who aren't aware of what spatchcock is, um, you're just removing the, the backbone and, uh, and it kind of flattens out the bird a little bit and it, it cooks a little bit quicker because you've opened it up a little bit more and uh, you're able to get, you know, inside, you know, all, you know, cooked evenly. Um, so it works great. It really does. But uh, I I usually don't bother with it. And I guess because you're, you're talking about drippings on the egg, you don't have it in, in a pan or something. Right. Most, most often. So there's no basting going on. No, no, no need for it. No need for it, man. That, that that egg does such an awesome job, you know, when it comes to the moisture. And, uh, yeah, I don't bother basting or spritzing or spraying or anything like that. Yeah, it just it just cooks it. And, when you know, I keep a probe in the, in the breast to get it up to uh, 165 internal temp. And, you know, you're getting your, your dark meat to about 175 and, and, and pulling it off, letting it rest for just a little bit. And you're ready to carve and serve, man. It's it's just, it's awesome. 350 degrees, huh? That's what I do, yeah. Yep, sure is. Um, and like I said, a lot of folks can do 275. You know, some folks go lower, you know, for a lot longer. 250, 225, 250. Yeah, and they, they start cooking it on Monday, and it's ready by Thursday. That's right. <laughs> which is great. That's right. It, it, sometimes it works that way, you know, and, yeah, and some sure. folks love doing it. Yeah, and that's fine, but um, yeah, I'm looking for reasons to get out of the house on Thursday morning, <laughs> and so uh, you know that's it. I got to be out there with the bird, you know, and let let everything else happen inside, and uh, I'll be out listening to a game or something, cooking the bird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if the weather allows me to be outside anyway. Uh, so, so, but yeah, that's that's how I do our turkeys, and um, I, like an injection and indirect cook and uh i like the alder wood the duck fat spray uh and i i i do i don't know why but uh i think it's even better than the deep frying mm. i know it's all personal taste but it's sure that's mine good. i i think <laughs> it's you know good and and for us commoners at least like me i only have one oven in my kitchen mm -hmm. and on a day like thanksgiving where you are likely got a lot of things that need to be baked and pies and yeah. potatoes and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's nice having a, an auxiliary cooking location, especially outside. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so that makes a whole lot of sense too. Yeah. Yeah, man. And if you get up early, you start that bird early enough, you know, there's a lot of folks, I, I'm, it seems in my experience, folks like to eat around one or two on Thanksgiving day, right? It's always a different time. Some folks eat a little earlier, some folks eat a little later, but it seems like it's like a late lunch almost for, for Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Um, and so if you got the bird done a little early, right, you put it in a cooler, wrap it in towels or, you know, do what you're going to do with it. Uh, and it'll maintain that heat, right? It'll still be hot to slice and serve later, but then you've opened up your egg for other thing. Like you're talking about, right? You, you want to cook other things out on the egg 
you can do that, you know. So you've got the one oven going inside, but uh, you know, not only can you do the turkey outside, but get that turkey done a little early, and then you can throw other. You can do your dressing, or you can do pies, or you can do you know, whatever else you know out on the egg. Um, again, you know, just kind of helping out with what's going on inside. Yeah, or you could just take it out and put it in the cooler and tell everybody inside you're still cooking. That's right. And listen to the game. That's right. That's, That's an you option sure too, right? It <laughs> is an option. That's a <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So uh but yeah, I know a lot of folks will be cooking turkeys coming up. And I, I highly recommend it, man. It's uh they're awesome. Uh and you know, just smoked turkeys are just good. I mean, they're that's just that's just hard to beat. Yeah, I don't know why we don't do it more often during the year. Great question. I've thought about that too. Yeah, I only I, eat turkey. Yeah. I mean, I eat sliced turkey like deli turkey occasionally throughout the year, but yeah, not in anything like I do. You know, and Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving yeah, and then all the leftovers for the next <laughs> week or two, and then. <laughs> Then I'm pretty much done with turkey for another year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's so. I mean, I yeah. I think we ought to do it more often. But uh, yeah, we we usually don't. And uh, I don't know. I, it, it's good. Like you said, you buy turkey deli meat. I mean, you could do a a whole turkey, or even buy a turkey breast. You know, and, and smoke yeah. it and get some practice that way. Even and then mm-hmm. just slice it up and make sandwiches with it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we should try it in May. Yeah, you know, every there you six go. months we have it in May, have it in November. <laughs> there you go. That'd Spread work. It out. Yeah, absolutely. Make it a little more routine. Yeah, yeah. What else do you got? Are you uh, are you guys addressing um, like cornbread or bread dressing, stuffing, whatever you want to call it? Uh, I like cornbread dressing. Do you? Yeah, I, I'm more of the thing. the not the cornbread, but the uh, like I'll I'll take bread and uh, like sliced bread, leave it out, you know, kind of let it. Um, stale, stale right a little out. bit, yeah. and and make a bread dressing. Um, that's usually what I'm. That's what I'm all about. My dad likes oyster dressing. Well, yeah. Well, I put oysters in mine. Yeah. So oysters, and uh, I, I even like little little livers as well. But okay. definitely Just the oysters. Right there. No, that's <laughs> disgusting. All the giblets from the turkey. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, yeah. What do you do with that stuff? It, that's in the dressing, man. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. Yeah, man, in the dressing, or or at least making the stock for, um, for the for the gravy. You know, a lot of times if my wife gets to it first because she doesn't want it in the dressing, um, then yeah, she will will take and we'll use that to make some stock, and uh, and boil it down and use that with the drippings for um, you know for flavoring and make the gravy. So interesting. Yeah, I'm not really into that. And I'm actually not a gravy guy generally either. I I will sparingly have gravy. Yeah, but I'm not a big gravy guy really with with anything any okay. kind of gravy. Sure. Yeah. I've been known I've been known to eat sausage or biscuits and sausage gravy occasionally. Right. I've done that in a long time, but not otherwise. I usually don't have any gravy with my turkey. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm weird. I got you. Yeah. Well, you know, um, when I met my wife. She was like, "We got to have um, uh, mashed potatoes." I'm like, "Why? We got dressing." 
<laughs> she's like, they never had dressing. They always had mashed potatoes. We never had mashed potatoes. We always had dressing. Hmm, interesting. And, yeah, well, we always have had both, but usually yeah. it was... It's always oyster dressing for us. I was like, uh-uh, I'm, I'm going with the, uh, give me the mashed potatoes. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, I love the I love the Well, that's dressing. why you both, that's why it works. So do you have yeah. both now? Yes, we do. Yeah, we sure do. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we sure do. So it's awesome. My wife makes homemade crescent rolls. and uh, Yes, yes. Yeah. My mom makes rolls, too. And that's, mm-hmm. man, that's, that's where it's at. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, dude, cooking those on the grill, right? Oh. Now that that's interesting. Is that where you that, cook those? Yes. Yeah. We. I mean, that's. Yeah. We have to now. I mean, we did that one year, and it was like, uh, yeah. She was getting, you know, a little bit frustrated and flustered because it was taking, you know, things were taking longer, and she was just like wanting to get things done. I was like, let me just take this pan of rolls out in the egg. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We've done it that way ever since. They were now. Amazing. Did those get those get smoke flavor? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. It's you can tell. You can tell they've been on the grill. Yeah, no doubt. And they're they're awesome. Uh and that's something that the pellet grills are good for, right? Because you know a lot of folks ne- don't necessarily want a heavy smoke on something like that. Those pellet grills are really good for that. They basically make an outdoor oven is what they're what they turn into. And so you can do a lot of things on those pellet grills such as the the breads and and sometimes the pies and things that folks don't want a lot of heavy smoke um the pellet grills work good for that okay interesting another good tip you're just full of good tips today yeah <laughs> hey we're talking food man <laughs> that's what and we're you know, all about some, something you mentioned earlier about the cost of everything yeah. everything's going up in cost and all this, but you know what is not going up in cost what's that this podcast that's those tips <laughs> They are the same cost they've always been. That's right. Absolutely which is nothing free. free. That's right. <laughs> By the most interesting girl in the world. You just oh, give out man. these tips free of charge because you're that good. I'm here to help, man. Here, I'm, I'm, I'm here you to aim help, to please. Folks. That's right. Aim to please. That's right. That's right. That's right. Speaking of which, aiming to help, every Wednesday I am releasing a podcast called My Story and I'm going through my vision loss journey, how I got to the point to where I'm at, and giving some uh, little tips and tricks uh, of how I got through, think lessons I've learned, some spiritual applications on occasion as well. So be sure and tune in every Wednesday to the My Story episodes here on the BGE Podcast. And on Fridays, we're still doing the Cut Straight Weekend Workshop Edition, talking about woodworking. We've got some Great things coming up on those episodes, so stay tuned for that as well. And, of course, here every Monday we're talking grilling and all things cooking and just just life in general, just having fun. Right, John? Always, man, and especially if we can bring a torch or something into the That's discussion. Right. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Man, John, I appreciate you being on with us today and uh, and and chatting about, uh, about grilling. Anything else you want to – uh, throw out there when it comes to uh, turkey, Thanksgiving, anything, any tips you want to share? Wish me luck. Wish you pray luck. for me. <laughs> I mean, it is my in-laws, yeah. so maybe I don't have to really be that good. But uh, no, I'm excited about trying it on the on the egg. It'll be, I think it'll be fun. So yeah. I just uh, hope it goes well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sure it will, man. Um. Yeah. It 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 always does. It in my experience, it does. I've had very few failures out there. Yeah. Very few. And those are just learning experiences. 
exactly what those are. <laughs> they they right. never happen twice. There you go. There you go. That's the way to do it. All right. Well, thanks again, man. Good to good to have you on again. Yeah, great chat with you. And the, the the your story stuff is great, and uh, cut straight. Those episodes are great too. Um, we need we may need to talk about that sometime too because I like I like working out there in the my little shop too. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll we'll uh we'll get you on because I know you're you're uh, you made your your grilling table and uh, some other things. So yeah, we'll definitely get on and and talk about some of that for sure. So, all cool. right. Well, folks, we appreciate everybody tuning in to Blind Grilling Experience. And be sure and shoot us an email, blindgrilling at gmail.com. That's the email address you can reach us, blindgrilling at gmail.com. Remember, if you're looking, you ain't cooking. <laughs>